Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 What's that? Welcome back to the Rough Trade Podcast. This week, I'm back recording in the studio because last week, perhaps unbeknownst to most of you, I was actually recording in a bedroom under a duvet, my kind of makeshift studio, because the studio that I am currently sitting in was unfortunately unavailable. So if I was a bit quieter last week, that is the reason. But we're back, hopefully loud and clear for episode 27, and with new releases, a staff guest, plus I have invited somebody super special to give some insight into the greatest passion in their life so all that's coming up in just a moment but next I want to play a new single from Peeping Drexels this is the South London band who make music about horrible people they headed up September's Rough Trade Recommends uh, gig at Rough Trade East just last week and we're enjoying this new track Uh, this is their brand new one this is Ray Purchase That was Peeping Drexels. Just before I introduce this week's staff guest, I cannot not mention that Pixies have released um, a 30th anniversary deluxe edition of their debut EP and album. Yep, Come On Pilgrim, It's Surfer Rosa is out now and it's on super, super beautiful double gold vinyl. 
And I'm going to play a classic in celebration of this. I umdenard over which track to choose because I was like, should I be a bit quirky and play something a little less known? But really, I've just got to go for the big one, haven't I? So this is Where Is My Mind. Stop. This week on the show, I have Sam Jones, who has returned to the Rough Trade podcast. But this will actually also be his final time because he is sadly leaving us as of today to pastures new. But he wanted to come on, play some favourite music and we'll also talk about new releases that are out this week. So hi, Sam. Hi. Yes, yeah, actually officially my last act as the manager of Rough Trade East. And this is your last, is this your last like duty? Yes. Yeah. Not, that, not that it's a duty to do the podcast, but your no. last like official work thing it certainly is yeah but oh. it's a pleasure not a duty oh that's so nice of you to say <laughs> <laughs> um so how are you feeling it being your last day yeah strange so it's not only my last day of rough trades my last day working within the music industry in no. sort of, in one way or another so big times um, yeah it feels quite feels strange but um yeah you know change yeah. is good so it is and we've enjoyed obviously having you for have you, have you been here two years uh, nearly. Two years, yeah. 
and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this probably come into the store regularly and know you either by face or name. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to think so, in a good way. So this is a chance for you to say bye to them too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's quite a few um, regulars that I haven't actually seen because I was on holiday. Oh, uh, okay. And now I've just been back for a few days before I actually actually leave. So um, if there's anyone then I haven't seen you, then sorry. But I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be around, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm you gonna, will. I'll still come to in-stores and stuff. Excellent. And obviously, Records Today, because I feel like that was one of your favourites. Because last time on the show, we were talking about Records Today. It just happened. We were like, I think we could have talked on that podcast for about two hours about a 12-hour period that we spent in the shop. But it was like, it's always a great day and I'm sure you'll come back for that next year. But yeah. as a punter, not as a, yeah, I'm already, not as a manager. Yeah, I'm already planning to be here. I don't know if I'll get up as early as some of the other customers. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, yeah, I'm certainly going to be here as a customer. Excellent. Probably won't be able to resist doing a little bit of work while I'm here. Well, <laughs> if I can remember how to do it, by the way. All hands on deck, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And like um, you mentioned, record store days. I've like really been, I've been here for two record store days, and it's been, they've definitely been the highlight of uh, yeah working for Rough Trade. Yeah, so, I think yeah. it's probably most people's highlight, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's such a. I mean, we've probably said this a million times on the last podcast we did, but it's like such a unique thing as an independent record store to be able to be a part of. So, yeah, we're lucky. Yeah, yeah, um, I feel very lucky to have been here for for two of them. It's, um, it's really something to be, when you're a part of actually making it happen and making it work as well as it has done. Um, it's really, yeah, something I'll, it's definitely the, those two days, two record store days are two of the sort of things I'll really remember. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I'm sad now. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, should we move on to new releases to like yes. pump things up a bit? Um, pretty big week, some big records out, notably the Joe Strummer um, release, which is pretty special. And we, of course, had the event at Rough Trade West just last week, um, which was with Joe's widow. It was a Q&A. Apparently it went, I sadly couldn't go, but apparently it went brilliantly. You know, it's such a small shop, but like quite an intimate venue for that sort of event. So I think it was went down a storm. And we've got this Joe Strummer, would I say 001? Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Yeah. 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 So kind of like James Bond, but not. Yeah. Uh, is the first compilation to span Joe's career outside of his recordings with The Clash. And I think you're a bit of a fan of this one, aren't you, aren't you Sam? Yeah. So I've, I've always been a fan of Joe Strummer's. Um, solo work well it's not all solo because a lot of it's with other groups so yeah it's kind of unfair to call it all solo stuff um um yeah but it's it's really really nice um i think a lot of his a lot of his solo stuff or stuff with other groups highlight even more his sort of intelligence as a songwriter um and i think i mean a lot of people listening to this will know a lot of his stuff outside of the clash already but there's on the the um on the box set i mean there's probably at least one or two things that people haven't really heard before okay um, some unreleased stuff and there's some unreleased stuff as well yeah um but yeah it's really nice so it's um it's out on cd there's a cd with a book there's four disc vinyl which is kind of the standard vinyl and there's a four disc vinyl with a bonus seven inch it comes with a badge a book there's anything you could imagine it's it's in there the mega set yeah and it's um really nice so i, I chose a song called Coma Girl. It's from uh, Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. Um, obviously another group he was with. I'm not sure exactly how when that fell after the clash, but um, it's just, it's a, um, this is a record I've loved for a long time. Um, and I knew when this got announced it would be on there because it's kind of, you know, it's one of the, yeah. probably one of the more well-known ones. It's been used in a few things. I found it on a skate video um, a few years oh, ago. nice. Um, Do you skate? Uh, yeah. And surf. Yeah. Uh, you could call it surfing. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I attempt to surf. Okay. Um, I asked that because Sam's just been to Morocco, so. Yeah. To surf. That's where I was. That's what I spent most of my last two weeks with Rough Trade doing. <laughs> <laughs> surfing, or falling off a surfboard anyway. Um, but yeah, I chose this uh, song called Coma Girl, and it's, I think it's really good. And it's, um, the lyrics are incredible, and it's just a really, really well-written song. Nice. So this is Coma Girl. I was crawling through a festival way out west I was thinking about love and the acid test 
was Coma Girl um, and that is the Joe Strummer 001 and that is out right now so what else we got we got album of the week this week for Rattled UK is Amber Arcade's European Heartbreak is this something that you've listened to Sam? Yeah yeah we've, um, since we got it in a few days ago um, a few days before it came out sorry it's um, we've played it quite a lot in the shop it's yeah. really nice very dreamy um, it's got quite good credentials. It's um, co-produced by Chris Cohen of Deerhoof um, and Trey Pollard, who's worked with Natalie Press and Bedouin. Um, Bedouin were in our top five albums of the year last year, and um, Trey Pollard um, had a hand in that as well. So oh, nice. um, it's really good credentials. It's got the Space Bomb Band on there as well. There's some like horn and string arrangements. Um, so it's really well made. The lyrics are really good. If you sort of properly listen to the lyrics it's it's not just another sort of lo-fi dreamy indie record there's actually a lot more to it than that okay um so i chose this um i chose the track goodnight europe which is about in the middle of the album um and it's just a really really nice record awesome let's give it a listen Good night, you're up, no one really got 
you I suppose it's hardly a protest but I'm sad to see you go That was Amber Arcades and Goodnight Europe. Other releases that are notable this week, The Joyful Midable, are back with Off. Um, this is their fourth album, I believe, um, and it's quite near psychedelic kind of rebirth that channels long-held anger, soundtracking a chaotic global period of injustice and division. Now, they're playing, I think, three of our shops this month, or yes, this month. It is October now. Um, so... If you're keen to go see them, I think tickets are still available. So head online, roughtrade.com slash events. Um, another notable one this week is the Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. So this is the Distant Sky live in Copenhagen 12-inch, um, which was filmed at Copenhagen's Royal Arena in October of last year. Are you a fan of Nick Cave? Yeah, I was lucky enough. To, I went to see them in London last year on the same tour. Oh, nice. Um, uh, yeah, I, where did I see them? At the O2. Sweet. I missed them in I missed them in Victoria Park, but I saw them at the O2. Yeah. And it was absolutely incredible. Yeah. I went to the Victoria Park gig actually and Yeah. He was like because I was quite near the back and you know he does the whole like comes out into the audience thing. Yeah. It literally looked like he was levitating like across the crowd. It was like Yeah. Mental. Apparently he does, you know, goes out into the crowd and stuff quite a lot. Because I'm not really 
I don't know. I'm not really that familiar with a lot of his stuff. I'm kind of like a late, late comer to the Nick Cave kind of yeah. fandom. But uh, I know a lot of people in Rough Trade are big fans. Yeah, so many huge fans here. And um, yeah, I'm not familiar with them live. It was the first time I saw them last year as well. And I just couldn't believe his sort of presence with the crowd. Yeah. Um, you know, he's out, like you said, in the middle of the crowd, like no inhibitions at all. Yeah. And for like um, a group sort of that big to be like yeah. that and the way he kind of was just so free to move around however he wanted. It's, it's, yeah, it was really yeah. incredible. It is. like He's like this sort of magician that just, like, can control whatever audience that is watching him. He's very, yeah. like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he's got a lot of power. Yeah, a lot of way. power. He's quite tall, which helps. He is quite <laughs> tall. And he's got a very iconic haircut and yeah. just generally, like, an iconic face. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone else that looks like Nick Cave. Yeah, he's a man to be admired, he definitely. Is. <laughs> I also really like his wife because she does this um, fashion label and it's like really cool clothes. That's completely unrelated to everything <laughs> we're talking about, but hey. Um, anything else out this week that you think is we've got to mention on here? Yes, uh, this uh, band from Chile called The Holy Drug Couple have nice. uh, got a new record out. Um, I've been a really big fan of this for a long time. They haven't released much. I think it's their third album. Okay. I might be wrong. If I am, then I'm sorry. But um, yeah, they're called The Holy Drug Couple. Um, that came out drug not drunk drug yeah holy yeah. drug couple uh, from Chile it's all sort of like self-recorded self-produced um, it's yeah, like Chilean psychedelic music and there's okay. like there's a really good sort of group of psychedelic bands around Chile um, that I know of I'm sure sort of South America generally there's you yeah. know there's, they seem to have had this really good scene for like psych rock recently nice um over the last few years but yeah this uh, released by Holy Drug Couple is fantastic so okay. I recommend you listen to that as well oh. are you quite into like psychedelic yeah it's definitely kind of been I don't know I worked in record shops a long time um, and it's that's that kind of stuff has, has been the sort of constant throughout yeah there'll always be times when I sort of get more into jazz and blues or you know classical or new classical stuff you know it's different whatever comes that whatever's coming out or what's mm -hmm. happening at the time you sort of get into but that whole kind of psychedelic new psychedelic rock has kind of been my thing I guess thing. <laughs> the more constant kind of interest yeah. throughout and it's not because they're from Chile and your dog's called Chile no okay so that is a nice time but uh, yeah I hadn't thought of that and I like him <laughs> even more for that now so <laughs> uh, uh, one thing I want to mention also is that Viagra Boys, their LP is out this week. Um, now they played at Rough Trade Recommends last Wednesday and Sam, you were there. And I think you've got a few words that Yeah, to Viagra them. Boys, yeah. First of all, it's a really, really good record. It's really well made. They've been they've been going quite a while, Viagra Boys, and I think they're just starting to get a bit more of the recognition that they deserve. Um, I think there's a lot of bands there's been a lot of bands doing a similar thing not as well for quite a long time and yeah. these guys are like they're really true and honest about what they're doing yeah um, they're from quite, Sweden right yeah yeah. quite raw but in a really really good way and that yeah they were just um, one of the better bands I've seen here in the sort of two years that I've been here um, sounds like quite a big thing to say but it's, yeah. it's true yeah it's quite I'm kind of sorry I missed it really because it's kind of they're quite dark pretty punky aren't they so it's kind of yeah, very like raw lyrics and really street. commenting on sort of like mass sort of pop culture and um, yeah, just really good. Yeah. It's really worth listening to. And it comes yeah. across on the record as well. It's not, they're not sort of one of the bands that live, it's sort of a lot, you know, it's really raw live, but on the record it's really polished. Yeah. It's not really the case. The record's yeah. really well made, you know, it's properly made, but it all comes across on there as well. Yeah, I think if people are fans of like Idols, maybe Shame, that sort of scene, I think yeah. we probably get along Without well with doubt. this. Yeah. Nice, awesome. Um, obviously, we've got a top 20 that's up on you this week uh, on the website, so check everything out there. Finally, I want to mention, just really quickly, because I'm seeing them um, tonight, is a band called Mush, who we had play at Rough Trade Recommends. Um, I can't remember when it was now, but I played their single um, a few weeks back on the podcast and I mentioned how when they played Rough Trade Recommends, they drove down, because they're from Leeds, they drove down in this, like, ridiculous storm just yeah. to play this, like, half-hour set of Rough Trade Recommends for free. It was awesome. Um, but they're playing in London tonight, so I'm going to go see them because I thought they were brilliant. And they've got a seven-inch out. It's the single that I played a few weeks back, Gig Economy, and it's on... 
a limited gold vinyl, which is pretty plush. And I hope there's still some left in the shop because I need to go and buy two copies instantly after we finish recording this. <laughs> so fingers crossed. But that was new releases. Um, of course, Sam is sadly departing us. So I mentioned he's going to chat to us about some of his personal picks that aren't necessarily attached to this week's release week. Um, so Sam, what you got? Yeah, so when we were talking about recording this, it, it's quite hard for me to like soundtrack the time here because it's been so you know so much. Yeah, sure. So much has come and gone, you know, and over the last sort of nearly two years, so much amazing stuff has come out. You know, it's, when you work something like this, there's there's almost too much to take in. Um, yeah. But there there was one um, one record that just really came to mind quite quickly. And so, you know, it's, it's great. So the band is called Nap Eyes. They're Canadian. They're a really enigmatic band. They write amazing songs, um, very much in the vein of Velvet Underground. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it just, it just came to mind because I played this song. Every time we played the record, I would play this particular track twice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and drive everyone crazy. Yeah, and, we'll um, go to that occasionally. A few times sort of after in-stores when we're packing up and everyone's just having a you know a beer before we go home, I'd always put this this track on as well. <laughs> Did that solidly for like a few months. Um, so, yeah, so the, the band is Nap Eyes. The, the record is called um, I'm Bad Now, um, but the tune is called Follow Me Down. And you'll see what I'm, why I mentioned Velvet Underground um, when you hear it. Um, and it's it, for me. It's just kind of it's the first thing that really came to mind. That's it was it's really it came out while I was here, and it just fit, to me for some reason I'm not sure why it feels like this kind of sums things up nicely. So yeah, that's the one. Awesome. So this is Nap Eyes and Follow Me Down. Focused, contemplating 
second or more Hear the knock on the door You forget why your life seems so grating Follow me down I'll show you the way The way the broad cove carries into the bay If you have the time Got something to say I will walk was nap eyes and follow me down now i know you've got a track that you want to play the entire show out with today um but is there anything else off the top of your head putting you on the spot that you want to mention any like highlights from your two years here aside from record store day which we've already spoken about that's an ebay auction if anyone can hear that (laughs) um that you want to like talk about or mention or suggest to anyone because I think one of the things working here that you briefly touched on just now is that you're exposed to so much and it's like you're so like alive with music and it's hard to keep up but I think I'm sure your music knowledge and your taste and everything is wildly different and greater than when before you worked here yeah without a doubt and you know I worked in I worked in record shops for a long time before here but it's I think I think particularly about working at Rough Trade East it definitely even for me, you know, I always say that I, I thought I had a really broad knowledge and taste before I worked here, but actually when I started working here, I, I realised how much more I was able to be exposed to as well. So, I mean, in terms of highlights, one of the, one of the main things, obviously, all the amazing in-store events we've had, you know, to be, to be a part of um, putting on sort of so many like world-renowned artists this has been really special yeah getting to meet them and just kind of speak to them as you know on a human level that you know yeah and see how sort of friendly and honest you know all these people are you know we've had so many amazing artists have played here it's, it's i struggled to narrow it down off the top of my head because there's been so many but yeah. i mean you know sort of re- more recently idols you know they're amazing yeah um i'm really glad that we you know we were Thankfully, we could be part of that of their new record's success, yeah. and it's really makes me really proud to to play even the smallest role in that as well. For yeah. what I've done, hundred um, percent. But obviously, you know, there's been you know everyone at Rough Trade had a part in that as well. So it's not you know by no means am I claiming it's <laughs> my own. You know, it's just it's nice to be a small part of something like that. Yeah. Um, who else? Grizzly Bear when they played Sticks to Minds, amazing group. Um, Amadou and Mariam was really special. Um, that was a real one-of-a-kind um, event. Um, all the Rough Trade Recommend nights have been great. It's yeah. kind of our way of really just sort of giving those much lesser-known artists, uh, you know, kind of giving them a sort of a bit of a helping hand and showing, you know, people that, that you know, these these amazing bands are out there and they deserve to be heard as well. So, yeah. 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 Sort of all, all the events and stuff generally, it's, it's been a real pleasure to be a part of. Um, and in terms of, like... Of, some other records that stick tonight to mind. Um, I had a good flick through the racks yesterday, um, partly because I wanted to buy some stuff before I <laughs> relinquish my staff discount <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the first time in one in one way or another in like fifteen years. So, <laughs> um, and there's a few like this record by David Nance called Negative Boogie, which came out last year. It's incredible. Um, Jake Zerx's Fossil. I'm sure I pronounced that right. Um, his album called What in the Natural World it was my album of the year last year um, those those two I was sort of flicking through um, and they kind of stuck to mind as like two records that came out and I really sort yeah. of well, I whenever I hear them I'll always think back on my time here those yeah. two and the Napai's um, record that we just heard as well nice um, yeah and it's hard to pinpoint why obviously Jake Zerx's Fussle that was my album of the year for last year and I think that's an amazing, amazing record. Yeah. And actually, interestingly, two of those records, Napai's and Jake Zerx's Fussle, were both on um, Paradise of Bachelors, who are one of my favourite, favourite record labels, among many. But they are, yeah, they deserve a mention specifically here because two of those (laughs) records happen to be from the same record label. So Sure. That's really nice. So you've got a nice sort of memento from your time. Yeah. 
kind of living on in vinyl that you have bought. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so should we come back to you in just a bit when you can like tell us about your track that you want to play the show out with today? Yeah, sure. Cool. Let's head over to a different place at a different time to discover this week's special guest. So it's Friday lunchtime and I'm sat in a pub in North London with this week's guest. She's totally unknown to you. She's not a musician or singer. She's not an author. She's not a producer. She's what we would commonly refer to as a super fan. And this is the reason that I've invited her to chat to me today. She also happens to be one of my really good mates. So I'm super delighted to welcome Bex to the Rough Trade podcast. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Ah, this is really weird um thank you so much for agreeing to do this so as many of you are probably uh, aware suede released their brand new album the blue hour last week um and to celebrate they treated us to two amazing in-stores one at rough trade east and one at rough trade nottingham uh, just last wednesday um like any in-store there was excitement there was intimacy but what stood out most uh, to myself and also to many staff at rough trade was the incredible dedication and outpouring of support that came from the band's biggest fans um so today i am sat with one of said fans and i wanted to explore uh, a little bit with bex what being a super fan is really about um and i think she can articulate that probably pretty perfectly. So Bex, let's maybe kick off a bit by talking about your experience of the Rough Trade in-stores. Uh, you obviously attended both Rough Trade East and Rough Trade Nottingham, and you've also seen them a bunch of times in between those. Um, how has the last sort of week and a half been for you? Um, it's been a whirlwind of emotions. Um, I'm kind of a bit nasally because I've been... Um, uh, kind of probably shouting so much and <laughs> never been playing um, and talking a lot of um, random uh, stuff to them probably. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah, um, absolutely love the Rough Trade gigs. Um, it was incredible just because it was a signing as well. Um, so it was just, it was really intimate and um, just both were just incredible days. It's such like an amazing thing to be able to experience the same passion and um, just kind of share it together and you're all in one place for one band and it's you all sharing the love for that one band it's just like an incredible feeling and I just don't think anything else beats it and especially being a fan of Suede because they are incredible um is just it's just special um I'm actually I'm a member of the official fan group the Insatiable Ones um and um, they're fans from all over the world um and everyone just kind kind of just comes together and just um just sharing the passion and sharing the love. And I just, yeah, Rough Trade that day was just, and well, Nottingham as well. They were just both incredible. It's just such an intimate venue. And um, it's just so nice also to be able to support kind of independent record record shops as well. And um, just coming together um, and, you know, experiencing Suede in such like an intimate intimate space um and also you know with the with the meeting them and speaking to them and and also seeing everyone with the physical copies like in their hand it's so nice of people actually seeing buying music not just you know yeah. streaming everything it's just it's just like such a magical thing yeah it's just such a obviously it's like an interactive experience but you're right like having the physical music and obviously being so free to kind of go up and chat to them and yeah. you know they're not there at some huge venue stressed and like you know that's that's not the thing to do you have to kind of be a bit cheeky to go and like say hi or be a bit bold it's just like it's an open for all floor and that's the kind of vibe and the you know the sort of what's the word I'm looking for atmosphere that we try and create yeah. at these installs and that's the whole reason you know that we do them for for accessibility and like community um so it's really great that that you guys feel the same and I think that's definitely for me one of the ones installs so far this year anyway that have kind of highlighted that the most to me and people were saying after the rough trade east install you know we had the biggest queue for signing that they'd ever seen mm -hmm. just everyone was coming up to me in the day going have you seen all the fans at the front of the store they're so excited Look. <laughs> but then it but it, it just lifted everyone so much which was so brilliant um so thank you so much for for no, coming and, and giving us that it's, it's um you can just tell that you know they 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 have so much time for their fans as well. They're not, you, they're not there, just, it's not just like a job for them. You can tell they love it and they love, you know, well, I would hope so, um, you know, spending time um, speaking to their fans. And it's just, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's 
fans are the you know they're we're there just for them the whole for the whole journey and it's just yeah it's just an amazing thing um, and it also helps that you have a cafe inside and a bar so <laughs> it's kind of you know we've I've been kind of minus temperatures and it's just in the snow and um, in blazing heat um, so it's nice to be kind of <laughs> in shelter and having some wine like you know while waiting is always good yeah. um, so let's go back maybe to the beginning then and just sort of explore when you first discovered the band and what made them stand out to you because I know personally from our friendship that you're not just in you know you're into a lot of music go to a lot of gigs but what is it about suede that really hooked you and what do you think is the difference between other than the obvious differences of buying all the records and going to all the gigs um you know the most different thing that it brings up to that next level of being like a super fan rather than just you know you just think they're great yeah um I first, well, I've, I've got an older sister, so she kind of used to take me to gigs and club nights, like indie club nights when in the 90s when I was young um, um, and obviously probably underage. But um, <laughs> um, so I've always kind of listened to Suede and I'd never seen them live until um, the Ali Pali gig in 2013. And I just was blown away, just just instantly and I it was it was kind of like I'd never experienced anything like it before um and ever since then I've kind of been hooked I kind of and meeting the fans along the way as well um because obviously I just it, it, you don't want to go to gigs like on your own and it's, it's so it was so lovely just to kind of gradually meet all the fans and there's all this like speaking online and you know on on the insatiable ones group and but getting to know the fans and and inevitably kind of traveling with them as well which I do now and it's just it's um yeah it's a great thing um and yeah I I just love I love music and I love going to other gigs and um listening to all kinds of music but yeah it's uh, something about suede that's um uh I can't even explain it (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh that's so nice it's so nice and you're so happy whenever you talk about them yeah and I guess as you mentioned there you travel with the fans you obviously when they announce a tour you try and go to do you go to all or at least as many of the dates that are possible you know you go to signings everything that they can possibly offer you're there what would you say to people that might challenge this and say you know being a super fan or this level of commitment to someone is too much like it's over the top um, I have had that before and I just think you just need to do what makes you happy it's just you know life is too short just to be you know you, you need to follow your passion and um, it's it's so great it's kind of I think it's a rarity to have the passion you know these days I don't know um, um, a lot of people say to me like oh I'm kind of I wish I had a passion like that and and then then you do have yeah as you said you get people who are like oh well, why are you you know why are you doing that and I'm just I think people who know me the most, people who are closest to me kind of understand it. And if, if you don't like it, you can jog on. Do you know what I mean? I've got no time for that. You know, I'll do what makes me happy. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. 100%. And I guess, as you briefly touched on earlier, in the age of like streaming and mass consumption and everything's, well, not everything, but, you know, potentially life's so much more throwaway with our interests and our, um, you know, music that we choose now. So I think to have that kind of dedication continued dedication to one band in particular is something that's quite unique in you know this ever-changing world of like consumerism um and you know there's just there's so much out there it's it's so noisy in terms of like what you can access and listen to and how much music comes out that being able to kind of focus on one band and you know follow them around and be really really you know connected with that even though you have interest in other music and stuff. It's just, it's still quite a really great thing. And I would like totally champion that. And yeah. I, you know, that's what, as much as Rough Trade in itself is about music discovery and introducing you to new artists, artists, it's also about very much celebrating, you know, the music that has come before and access to that if you've not discovered it before and just like following a journey of an artist, community, collaboration, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I think that being a super fan and coming to these events and talking to us and keeping this conversation going is really important. Yeah, for sure. I think it, it's not harming anyone. So as long as, it, you know, just, I don't see why not. Exactly. And, and if fans like you didn't exist, then, you know, would Suede still be going to the strength that they are today? Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. It's, it is down to, you know, we're there for them for the whole the whole way through. And they just 
I think it's just constantly just continue to just amaze me with every every record they release. How many times did you say that you have seen them live? 80 and I I, 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 I don't count. I, I, yeah, a lot, quite a lot. Yeah. But I guess no, no gigs the same, is it? No gigs the same. Um, it's, it, they just constantly surprise me and um, it's just an amazing feeling every time I go to see them. Um, it's, it's something that, I can't really explain it. It's a feeling that you can't you can't grasp. I don't know. It's just yeah. And they just always, as I said before, they just always have they have so much time. And even if they don't, you know, it's you know, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That is certainly another like point to mention. You know, if Super Fandom was this kind of weird thing, you know, artists wouldn't you know react to it. They wouldn't respond to it. They wouldn't be so you know gracious and. And in many ways, like, certainly swayed on what I've seen from the, the installs that we had at Rough Trade, you know, completely, you know, gracious and accepting. And, you know, they must be very proud and very feel very fortunate to have fans such as you, as do many bands um, and artists that come come to us. Um, and I think I've said this so many times already, but it's just it's just been such a nice thing to see. And it's just created a ripple of happiness across our across Rough Trade. Um, so it's been Really, really lovely. And the fan, just and the fans just from all over the world, from all different ages, fanning from, um, I don't know, like teen. Like, oh, there's like fourteen year old who goes to see them in pretty much every gig, and up to you know, I don't know, but it's yeah, it's a great thing. Um, one of the fans bought her baby, you know, the other week, <laughs> which was really sweet, and you know, it's just yeah. So what's next? Where do you do you go from here? So you saw Nottingham on Wednesday. Them, sorry, saw them at Rough Trade Nottingham on Wednesday. Which is an incredible venue, by the way. I love that shop. It's so cute. <laughs> Big love for Rough Trade Nottingham. Yeah. Um, but you're flying off to Berlin tomorrow morning, are you? Yeah, Berlin at stupid o'clock tomorrow. Um, and then, um, oh God, I can't, I don't even know. There's um, Amsterdam, Milan, Paris, um, Copenhagen, um, and then they got the two London dates, um, which would be great. Um, and then Dublin. I, I know, like, it's just all a bit of a blur. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a bit of a, a cold last week, but um, it's just all the screaming and when they're <laughs> playing. But um, yeah, over the worst of it, I think so. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Um, just the Blue Hour is incredible and you need to go buy it now. <laughs> um, there's also um, a box set, which is just incredible. It's got all, like, all amazing artwork and everything in it as well. And um, just um, go, just listen to Suede. It's just, they're just the best band in the world, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but that leads me nicely on to ask you to play us out with a favourite from the record, if I can possibly ask you to choose a favourite from the Blue Hour. Um, we're going to play this out. You're going to choose. Then we're going to carry on having a drink. And after the song, I'll hand everyone back over to myself in the studio, which is a bit weird to say, but that's what's going to happen. So, Bex, song from the Blue Hour. It's almost impossible to decide, but if I had to, um, if I had to choose, um, it's, I mean, it's so hard, but uh, fly, uh, fly Tipping, yeah, just, it's breathtaking. It, honestly, it's, um, it's emotional, it's dark, it's just so heartwarming and tragic, but it's just uplifting at the same time. It's all these things just all just in one and, and I, you know, my shivers go everywhere and it's just amazing. So please, yeah, play it out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so, so much for coming on. And this is Suede and Fly Tipping. Then we'll be back to me, myself in the studio. Uh, Bex and I are going to have a drink and discuss about all the faux pas that we just made in this podcast. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Bex. And the Blue Hour is out now. Go buy it. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> we'll play on the road. Fly tipping. Careful as you go. I'm a watch as the lorry. Transport the precious loves with a bag in our hearts. Flights have been me and my patient man just by the hard shoulder 
So big thanks to Bex. I really, really enjoyed chatting. And seriously, if anyone out there is a super fan of any band, you know, keep doing what you're doing because we think it's just really great. Events this week and apologies because I realise I mentioned the Joy Formidable earlier and that you could still grab tickets, but actually all three of those gigs would have happened by the time you hear this. So I'm really, really sorry about that, but do check out their record because it's great and it's out now. Coming up this week then across the shops and Rough Trade Books presents Not National Poetry Day at Rough Trade East. We had an event with them at Rough Trade Bristol a couple of weeks ago and it was really, really well received and well attended. So thoroughly recommend that you get down um, to Rough Trade East to enjoy that this week. On Friday, Estrons will be playing live and then they are going to head over to Rough Trade Bristol on Saturday and then Rough Trade Nottingham on Sunday. And then at Rough Trade Nottingham, also on Thursday, Sea Girls are playing a free gig. So head to that if you can. In Rough Trade NYC, and we've got a really busy week with three special panel events exploring the resurgence of vinyl, music marketing, and a lot more. Uh, and they're happening on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, uh, we've got the incredible Cat Power in the shop to sign copies of her new album, Wanderer. Cat Power, Rough Trade NYC, go have a chat with Cat, get an album signed. What more could you want? So as promised, Sam is back in with me because he would like to introduce this week's track to play us out. Over to you, Sam. Yeah, so um, I specifically asked to play, to, I asked Emily to let me choose the last track that gets played here. It's kind of a way to, I guess, to play myself out of my <laughs> train. But, um, so this is, there's no, to be honest, there's no real connection to like, uh, Rough, my time at Rough Trade specifically is just actually one of my f- all-time favourite pieces of music. Um, I think it's incredible. And I just kind of, it's like a last-ditch attempt at introducing as many people as I can to it. Okay. <laughs> um, that's what I think we're it's well-deserved. I mean, there's, there's definitely people who, there's definitely people listening to this who who know it. Um, but I imagine, uh, you know, quite a few won't. So, um, so this is... Um, this is by Jack Rose. It's by it's the the track is called Kensington Blues from an album of the same name, an incredible album. Jack Rose was part of a like a not sort of regarded as like a noise rock band called Pelt. Um, but after um, after his work with that band, he went on to play uh, to record some solo acoustic stuff, mainly using twelve string guitar. Um, so it's a big departure from from his work with that band to what he did after to sort of start recording solo acoustic guitar stuff um all this stuff is very much in the same way and you would call it like american primitive guitar playing which is like you know based on sort of old appalachian american music um but it's you know there's it's quite it's quite a fruitful sort of scene for this kind of stuff at the moment which i've got a few other names to drop as well <laughs> before we play it um but yeah it's 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 quite a tragic story like he died really young at 38 so it was quite a short-lived career, um, but he, 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 you know, both with his band and as a sort of solo artist as well, and he collaborated with quite a few people um, on this sort of acoustic guitar era as well. Um, you know, he took influences from as far as India, like traditional Indian music and stuff, and kind of he really made, for me, he made the 12-string guitar his own in a way, which is, you know, for anyone to do that, it's, you know, it's quite difficult because so much has been done. You know, sure. it's kind of this kind of solo guitar stuff. So, um, but this is yeah, no real connection other than it's just one of my all-time favorite records ever. Um, so yeah, it's Jack Rose, and it's called Kensington Blues. And you can also, if you like it, you can also check out someone called Daniel Backman, and uh, who's a very current artist. He released a record um, within the last month, and Gwenefer Raymond, who's a female guitar player, solo acoustic guitar player. Which I'm sorry to say is you know a bit more of a rarer thing to come across these mm. days, but um, she's really? absolutely fantastic. She's playing gigs in London coming up quite soon, and she had a record out uh, in the last two months as well. So, and yeah, this one is Jack Rose Kensington Blues.
Rough Trade Radio. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do, so if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.